everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode 205 on Monday the 15th of October 2012. I am your host Steve Layton and today I promise no more tricks, no more holding back info, no secrets at the end. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to be straight with you, there's going to be no deception at all. Um, but before we do anything, we should dive straight into the news. So... After last week's decaf shock, we have another decaf coming. Uh, not only my mug, don't panic, don't hit me. <laughs> but this time from uh, Guatemala El Bosque, uh, this time using the Mexican water process. Uh, and if you enjoyed last week, you should maybe dive into this one as well to see what the two different types of decafing do. Um, or if you had enough for a little while, um, you know, maybe do it a little bit later. But also, this week's is going to be. El Bosque, so maybe if you would be extra, it's not going to ever be on in my mug, no more decaps, I promise, but yes, um, it's going to be on the side, so. Today, on in my mug, I'm going to be on the rose. More to come, I, I know I'm not now, but I'm going to be, I promise, uh, and it means me, I'm going to mix around the format a little bit today, so I'm going in there with me kids. Um, and, Chemex and Paulex are both back in stock and we're ready for Christmas presents to be bought. Uh, I'm going to be re-adding them all to the site over the next couple of days. So, uh, really good to have the Chemexes back. It's been, uh, it's been a very long time waiting for them to come. And this was the news! <sighs> okay, straight into 20 seconds on and today it's on Guatemala. Let's do it. Republic of Guatemala is a country in Central America bordered by Mexico to the north and the west, Pacific Ocean to the southwest, Belize to the northeast, Honduras and El Salvador to the southeast. As a population of 13 million people, uh, Guatemala became independent from Spain in 1821, uh, where it became its country in its own right, but was actually uh, fought in civil wars up until the late 20th century. trying to get more in there. I kind of keep trying. I really wanted to put in there about um, the World Barista Champion this year. Uh, Raul Rodas uh, also comes from Guatemala and all the other things that I know about Guatemala. It's like 1996, it was still in civil war. And I didn't know that until I started kind of researching for um, the, the 20 seconds on. So uh, a country that's gone through a lot of turmoil and, and, and and now all of a sudden it's become very, very safe and, 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 uh, and uh, you know, a very productive and good country. So, yeah, we like Guatemala. So, we should talk about coffee, shouldn't we? So, this one is an exclusive from us, uh, for, from us, for us. Um, it comes from a, a, a farm that we know super well. Um, we are the only people to have this coffee in its caffeinated version. The decaf that I mentioned in the news, uh, other people may have this year's of but we have all of the coffee that is caffeinated from El Bosque. And I'm very proud. It's a farm that say, we've worked with since 2007. Um, when I first went to go and visit it, I fell in love with the place. Uh, Don Roberto, uh, who is the oldest of the uh, three brothers, um, is an amazing guy. He's a lovely chap. Uh, and he made a decision in 2005 to move away from commercial commodity grade coffee and to try and do something uh, better with the cup. Um, I've been and visited the farm twice now um, and uh, I became really good friends with Fran Francisco who I convinced that it should separate the Bourbon lot for us. Um, 
and uh, we did some other experiments where we separated the yellow bulb on. Unfortunately, there wasn't enough crop of the yellow bulb on this year. Um, hence, this problem with the decapping and why there's not so much around and why we've still managed to make sure we get ours. Um, but this is the red bulb on from the farm. Um, the farm was found in 1932, um, where there was this 14 hectare part planted where the bulb on is. Um, and... Uh, kind of started growing there it was set up by uh, Julian Flores um, who then died in 1947 ah, being attacked by a fly um, and was passed on uh, to Jose Flores um, who uh, carried on his father's footsteps um, and they extended the farm with the Keturah Bourbon mix um, and then when he passed away in 1996 the third generation took over, um, which is uh, Francisco, Mario uh, and Julio. So, um, yeah, they've tried to carry on doing what they, they were doing. So in the past, it's always been commercial commodity grade. And now with Don Roberto and Francisco's guidance, have started really investing the farm and investing time, investing processing. So they have a great washing station there. They have great... Um, uh, drying patios and things like that and in a really tough place as well so this farm Guatemala as I said since 1996 has been the civil war finished and they've started investing and the city of Guatemala City has expanded and expanded and expanded now this is around about an hour outside of um, Guatemala City and this urbanisation has now spread to Amatitlan, where 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 our bosque is from Guatemala City. So you go the drying patios in front of them is a petrol station. Um, it's on a busy main road. The, to get to the farm, you have to go through what is like a, a, a housing estate for locals. Uh, kids playing football in the street and shops, and and all of a sudden you come to this big gate, and you open the gate and you're in the middle of nowhere. It's just an astoundingly beautiful oasis in all of this chaos and craziness that's going on around there. And it gives an amazing cup. Um, it's, my, it, it's the only Guatemalan we actually stocked last year. We've got a couple of other Guatemalans this year bringing on, but we don't do so much there. And it's mainly because El Bosque kind of fulfills all of our needs. So, um, so we should do figures. The farm is called El Bosque. Uh, it's owned by the Flores family um, in the municipality of Villa Carneles um, and is uh, in Amatitalan mountain range. The farm is 37 hectares of which coffee growing, where this lot comes from is 14 hectares. Altitude of 1,400 metres to 1,650 metres. Um, it is a Bourbon and it is fully washed. So I'm going to show you now on the map bit how built up it is on this mountain um, and you'll be able to see kind of how crazy uh, it all is there. So now it's time for the map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. So slightly different way of going into the sky and again our familiar route. Here is the country of Guatemala, and uh, you can see all the separate departments, but I'm going to whiz straight down into the mill. So this is the petrol station, and the mill, and the drying patios, and the view of the topography of the place. Now I'm going to try and swizzle this round so you can see that little dot on the mountain is El Bosque. 
In fact, let's go to the little dot. Let's go up there. That's far more important than the uh, the mill. So you can see the greenery and how everything is imposed around it. So in that direction is Guatemala City. And in that direction, you can just see the little red dot in the top left. Uh, well, not top left, but like the left, mid left. It's um, That's where that drying station is. So they take everything down from the farm and take it to that those patios there to process it. And they've got the mill and all the rest of it. Um, pretty good view of the typography, I think. I like this map bit. I think it's a good one. So as I said, I'm going to have to shake it up a little this week. Um, so we're going to be banging through the these ident clips and it's now time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. During the Civil War and up to 1996, Coffee represented 70% of Guatemala's exports. It's now as little as 30%. Quite a drop, I think you'll agree. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Is it me or is Roland getting cleverer? He's meant to be daft facts. Um, it is now time for the staff clip. <laughs> So this week's staff clip is from the baby of our pack. Uh, this is Luke, who's been with us nearly 12 months now. Um, works in dispatch, uh, bagging, packing, stuffing things into envelopes, doing all the wonderful things uh, that we need to do to get the coffee out the door. Um, and he's, as a 20-year-old young man, he loves his car. Luke's car tip of the week. The top speed of a Ford Fiesta is 300 miles an hour. I've had it there, honest. Luke's car tip of the week. Okay, Luke, thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, we should go on to the pinboard of doom. And the pinboard of doom today, we have two things pinned onto it. First one here is from a friend in Oslo who's an In My Mug watcher, because you can see on the picture now that they're watching. Uh, but also an In My Mug subscriber because they got the In My Mug subscription come through. And it's MH in uh, Oslo, Norway. Uh, I don't know the name because this was put up on Twitter and I thought it was a great picture and I wanted to share it with you. So that is the pinboard of doom. The second thing on here is the descriptor scale. Descriptor scale. So the descriptor scale this week is by Seth Taylor, who came up with a really cool descriptor, actually. It says, spicy molasses, blackberry jam. And I think it's a really, really good descriptor. I like it very much, Seth. So ping me, your email, ping me an email with your address in. I'll get your badge off to you. And hopefully everybody has their badges now who should have. We, uh, we sorted out the backlog and Chris saved the day by putting them all in envelopes for me. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the descriptor scale. Um, please be nice, wheel of death. I've got to go on a train to Edinburgh to do the second part of In My Mug and if it's a difficult one to do there, I'm in trouble. So last week we had with sugar, which is gone. This week it was replaced with Cafe Correcto. Oh, please don't be Cafe Correcto. And off we go. And the wheel of death, where it stops, nobody knows. Ibrick! Hey, we're gonna do an Ibrick! Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm going to have to try and work out how I'm going to do an Ibrick there of El Bosque while I'm at uh, 
the place I'm going to, which is Edinburgh, to um, to go and visit a coffee shop, and I'm hopefully going to talk a little bit about that when I'm there. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to whap you on pause and go and find my earbrick stuff. All aboard the train to Edinburgh. Okay, so I am back. There are people watching me, and I'm sure this is quite noisy to watch, so I'm going to do the best job that I can. You've just seen me brewing the ear brick. I brought an ear brick all the way to Edinburgh. So I am just going to pour the coffee, and I'm going to try it. I know it's not going to be great. Okay, it's not great. I can't lie to you. But actually, I am a fan of the brick. I kind of quite like it every now and again. It's a bit of fun. You don't have to take it too seriously. It's okay. It, I've tasted better coffee, and it is a tiny bit over-extracted. It's a lot over-extracted. But it's really good. So, where am I? I am in Brew Lab, which is in Edinburgh. It's in. Uh, I'm going to put a link on the screen now, so you can find this place. You can come and visit it yourself. It's been open a few weeks. Um, they're doing a really, really cool job. They've got uh, an Uber. They've got a Slayer. They've got amazing coffee. Some of it from us. Some of us from other roasters as well. And they're doing a really, really good job. So you definitely have to come visit these guys. Uh, I have had. I've been here since. Well been here three hours so far and I'm actually not bored yet or don't want to go in. It's a really, really lovely environment. They have a lovely red chair for me as well, which I'll show you a picture of the red chair. Um, this is uh, perfect for me. I think it's been put in place. We shall call this the Steve Layton Memorial, Memorial Corner. So, um, what am I tasting? I'm going to wait until my brood options come, so I'm going to whap you on pause and I'm going to go and get the brood version out. The reason it tastes bad is that you've done it wrong. Okay, so I am back again. 
Um, I've explained to the people around me what, well, somebody's explained to them what I'm doing, so I'm not getting looked at quite as strangely. Um, it's not normal, is it, to come to a coffee shop and record yourself on, on video and drinking coffee, but I think we know in my mug isn't normal. So let's, uh, okay, so straight away you can tell this is sweet. Uh, you smell from the actual coffee itself, it's really sweet. Um, and there's a little hint of something in there, but let's dive in. So bear in mind, I haven't brewed this, so it's quite different to the, necessarily the way I might brew it, but it is delicious. It's sweet. You can tell there's like a chocolate and a, a caramel. The mouthfeel is phenomenal. So this has been done in the Clever Dripper, and we know how much I love the Clever Dripper. Um, and I want to say apple, but I don't normally find apple in El Bosque. But there's a little bit of an apple acidity in there. The biggest thing for me is it's just thick, bloopy, sticky, chocolatey, and delicious. I think it's really cool. Well, listen, I'm going to wrap up now. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Uh, I'm sorry if it's a bit noisy, and if this hasn't come out as well as um, in my time on the other camera. I'm recording this on my iPhone, so this is the new way that we do in my mug on location. Um, but do remember, life is too short.